0: What psychedelics have done for my life has helped me like learn about how to take care of myself in a better way. Biggest thing for integration that I found for, in my life is getting outside, you know, getting outside, moving your body, being with the na- natural elements of the earth, mm-hmm. and just listening.
1: Microdosing on some some alien. I think that medicine. Could,
0: that's that's this is this will be the next <laughs> new frontier of psychedelic medicine is yeah. alien medicine.
1: Yo, what's going on everybody? Welcome to episode 10 of the good trip podcast. This is the final episode of season one, and I'm very excited to say that there will be a season two. Uh, We'll probably start recording in the spring of 2023 release in the summer. But I appreciate all y'all for taking this ride and taking this journey and listening to these conversations because they have been amazing. I I have learned so, so much and connected with some amazing people that I hope you feel a connection to as well. And today's episode is no different because my guy, my boy, Mikey Parker stops by the show. Mikey is an incredible musician uh, who I recently met and has a depth of experience in ayahuasca ceremonies and and other um, medicines and uh, and and practices and. We had a great time talking about his experiences with ayahuasca uh, and other psychedelics as they relate to his growth, both personally and his evolution as an artist and a creator, Um, and also some some really incredible reflections on the different intentions that he's put into different ceremonies and and different psychedelic experiences and how he's integrated those intentions post-ceremony into his everyday life. Very fascinating guy, awesome conversation. But first, a quick shout out to our sponsors for making the show possible. Doc Parsley's Sleep Remedy is my go-to sleep supplement. I take this on the road with me all the time. It comes in the form of tea or uh, capsules. And um, I highly recommend it. It, It's got uh, a a proprietary blend of L-tryptophan, magnesium, vitamin B3, vitamin D, and a couple other awesome ingredients that can help you ease into sleep so that you can wake up the next day feeling refreshed and rejuvenated and ready to put your light into the world. Check out docparsley.com Brent to learn more about how you can optimize your sleep. And quick shout out to Odyssey Elixir. I love Odyssey Elixir because it gives me clean, focused energy without any of the anxiety or jitters that I get sometimes from coffee or other energy drinks. And a big reason for that is the mushroom extracts that go into Odyssey. Not psychedelic mushrooms, not yet anyways, but 2,500 milligrams of lion's mane and cordyceps boosts your mood and just it seems to fire my brain at a different cadence. I I approach creative projects or just daily life with a different mood, a different approach. Um, And the uh, caffeine is 85 milligrams from green tea. So it's, uh, it's a different uh, more fluid and and uh, focused energy than you'll get from um, other forms of caffeine and other energy drinks. Check out odysseyelixir.com, also available to order on Amazon. Uh, and go to odysseyelixir.com and find them in the store and go pull them off the shelf. Um, and if you ever need to meditate, you can also use Odyssey as a meditation uh, point of focus because it's got Metatron's Cube right there on the front. How dope is that? You can stare at it right now and just trip out a little bit and then come back to life and live the rest of your life with clean, focused energy. Shout out to Odyssey. And with that, please enjoy this uninterrupted trip with my good buddy, Mikey Parker. Dude, I love your music. Oh, thank you so much. I was listening to it on my whole drive back here. Oh, you were? Yeah. Great. Yeah, I was vibing out.
0: All right Yeah, it was really cool I'm Glad so you liked
1: it So, where are you from? We've only met once So this is like <laughs> This oh, is yeah. really cool We have so many mutual friends Yeah Like Nate and everybody Um right. So I'm stoked to have you on But I'm, I'm just You know, we'll, we'll get into all the fun stuff uh, Okay But I guess first Where are you
0: from, bro? Where are you from? So, so I'm originally from Where's Lug- Mikey Parker hail from? All right I'm from Laguna Niguel Just mm-hmm. an hour south of here um, Yeah, I grew up Went to, you know, high school In uh, Aliso Viejo, California Which mm-hmm. is An hour south and yeah spending a lot of my time in orange county as a child you know you're still down there now well i moved back you moved back okay yeah i moved back in 2021 i'm trying to wait is that correct yeah about yeah 2021 i actually moved back because i was dating uh, a woman that um brought me down to be closer to her and actually introduced me to a, a community where uh we drink ayahuasca cool so, um, I moved back, not
1: casually, I assume, uh, no, you're not just putting down shots on Thursdays. No, it's <laughs>
0: like, it's, it's deep. Yeah. They're like, a yeah. they're technically, um, I think like a legal church. Awesome. Um, so yeah. So I moved back to do that and yeah, I, I never, I didn't, I didn't leave ever since. I mean, it's been really nice to be back also, you know, to be close to my family. Cool. You know, they're getting older. So I just wanted to, yeah. It's like, you don't know, like one moment they could be gone. Yeah. Universe. How
1: how how long ago uh was it that you started getting integrated into that ayahuasca community?
0: Then. Yeah, 2021. 21, so yeah. it's been a couple years. Yeah, it's been a couple years working with grandmother mm-hmm. um and you know uh the community it's uh it's really special. Um you know, I I actually never thought that I always got a lot of nose in my system when people would invite me to go to uh you know, ayahuasca ceremonies, people were like, M- like Mikey, like you have to do it. Like you need it, you know? And like, for me, I think it's like a symptom. I think of like uh medicine communities when individuals like say to you, like you need the medicine. Mm-hmm. Cause I actually like don't think anyone needs medicine that like the medicine is here to remind you of your true essence, which is essentially love. And it's to clear, like it's to polish the mirror so that therefore we can be the in presence mm-hmm. um, And so Finally there was a, a moment when I realized that That the medicine It was actually I was watching Lil Dicky uh, I was watching Dave Yeah Yeah
1: what, Which episode I only saw season one of Dave uh, so, Did he so have so an it ayahuasca most,
0: It was Well it was Technically, he was drinking combo, which was really weird. Drinking combo? Yeah, that's oh what he said, in, at whoa. least in the episode, which was weird because I didn't, first of all, I've never tried combo. Second of all, I don't know you can drink it. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> but it was in the episode where he went to Rick Rubin's house. Mm. Did you see this episode? No, no. So no. we went to Rick Rubin's house because he's like, uh, has all this writer's block. And it's a very spiritual, auspicious uh, show. And he showed up and, you know, he's trying to find Rick. And he meets you know, Rick's assistant, Who takes him on a spiritual walk and he's like, what am I doing here? And like, all this stuff is happening. And then he essentially, he, they give him this combo to drink and he drinks, he's like, what is this? And then they and told him to get into a float tank and he gets in a float tank and he has this whole prophetic vision that like you didn't know technically, mm-hmm. like as you're watching the show, it was like a surreal vision where he like ends up eating his friend's arm and like having a weird thing and then ends up in this white golden chamber or this white palace where um, this white palace where he meets his self, like his creative self. And his creative self shows him basically this beat that he made of his like, he was like, would you like me to show you what I've been working on? And it was like this deep, incredible like the best thing he's ever written. Whoa. Mm-hmm. And it was this, it, he just got a taste of like what little dick could be on when he was totally in alignment. And then he wakes up and he's like, because he's drowning in the float tank and he runs all the way to the studio and he just says to the studio guys, hit the beat and he just goes. And then you see Rick Rubin on the outside just kind of like bobbing his head. And literally right after the episode, I was like, I want to drink ayahuasca. Wow. Yeah. So that was a big, that was a big influential moment for you. Well, it was the craziest thing was the next day, th- the next day I call up a rabbi friend of mine, Shimon, he's visiting from Israel. And I said to him, Hey, what are you up to tonight? And he's like, Hey, I'm up pouring ayahuasca. Ah. Uh, do you want to uh, come up to, uh, want to come up and come and sit with us? Whoa. And I was like, yeah. He's like, you can come in four hours. And then, uh, I'm like, do I need a, like dieta? Like, should I like prepare? He's like, yeah, don't worry about it, you know. Israeli. And that next day, I literally got in. Th- not next day, that moment I got in my car. I drove up to this like land community up in Lakeview, which is like a few hours of the bay. Mm-hmm. And I sat for my first time that day. Wow. Yeah.
1: What a wildly fast yeah. turn of
0: events. Right. That's right. really cool. So yeah. I
1: mean, it it must have really called you. Was was it? witnessing Mm. the representation of this creative arc that Dave had in the show that really spoke to you as an artist and gave you that motivation to seek it out.
0: I think for me, I was in a moment in my career where I felt like this desire to dig deeper into my songwriting. Mm -hmm. And also I was just feeling ready for an up leveling in my relationships and in my life. And I was ready to, to, to jump in. Yeah. And you know, I've, over the course of my life, I've probably been invited to hundreds of circles to sit with different medicine people. But this rabbi, I've always felt connected to. And when he said, I just made a choice. Like it was almost as if I wasn't speaking. Like there was something in Mm. me that was like, yes, this Mm -hmm. is the time. And it was, you know, it was a few days after my grandmother died. So Mm -hmm. I was just at her funeral a couple of days before. Mm -hmm. So this all happened, my grandma died, I got back home, watched Dave, said, I want to drink medicine next day, drinking medicine all weekend. And during the ceremony, literally my grandmother, like her face speaking to me, Mm -hmm. you know, first night was one of the most beautiful psychedelic experiences of my life. And I had a conversation with my grandmother. Second night, medicine put me right to sleep. I literally passed out and woke up eight hours later. Wow. you know do you it, remember anything from that eight hours I don't remember anything from do you the think second night. do
1: you think you might have had an experience within that eight hours that you can't recall but that might be integrated into yourself now still
0: I mean it's definitely possible I still this day don't remember what yeah. happened I only say because I've I've,
1: yeah. um, I've talked to quite yeah. a few people who have sat in those types yeah. of circles and and there are things that they don't remember but there are like emotional states that they can reach now. Coming out of the other side of those circles, or like yeah. uh, mentalities and mindfulness levels of mindfulness that they have, even though they don't remember the experience yeah. in the integration, now they just feel different. So something must have happened within that.
0: Something definitely happened because I know that I was not in the circle. I woke up on a couch yeah. in the other room, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. and I like somebody woke me up. He's like, "Mikey, yeah. you know, they're all." It, it was it was literally. I was in a room of the whole room was Israelis. Wow. So they were, a lot of them were just out of the army, Mm -hmm. you know, and they, and uh, uh, what happens, you know, after, I don't know if people understand about, about Israel, but like everybody in that country, most people, unless you're like really religious, they all serve in the army. Two years? uh, At least two years. It might be longer than that. I know women are shorter. And so I don't know the exact amount of time, but a lot of the time people, then they leave and they go to India, you know, because they're Mm. trying to, you know, think about being, having to like run from missiles and being in combat. Like you need to decompress from that kind of intensive stuff. So they go to like South America and Guatemala and Bali and, you know, Guam all the cool places. Yeah. And, um, and also like drink medicine, I think to like integrate, you know, being, being in a war.
1: Dude, I'm friends with a lot of former military guys through black rifle coffee and this organization called vets veterans exploring treatment solutions. Yeah. And the vets in particular is amazing because they raise money to send veterans to Mexico for Ibogaine and ayahuasca ceremonies. Wow! Um, So they'll they'll send them down, they'll put them up. Their main goal is to lower veteran suicide, um, which is pretty incredible. And so it totally makes sense to me that that would happen. It's surprising that it happens in other places, but at the same time, it totally makes sense because that being in the military in a life of constant combat and conflict is something you got to balance out, you know? Yeah. So I totally get that. Well,
0: I'm glad that in addition that there's other organizations, people focusing on different, uh, I guess structure, uh, and, and I would guess like, uh, therapeutic, um, therapeutic, uh, systems for individuals to go through, to integrate these experiences. Like yeah. I know for me, um, what psychedelics have done for my life has helped me like learn about how to take care of myself in a better way. Mm -hmm. Like I go to the medicine for the medicine to teach me. And it's funny, you know, I feel like a lot of times people are like, you know, I took this medicine and I'm like, it's so funny you say that because I feel like the medicine, like the medicine is taking me Mm -hmm. and, and, you know and part of the reason why i call it medicine is because like recreationally i could never i'm not the kind of person who's like hey like let's go and you know drop some acid and go to a show or whatnot because like i'm so sensitive like if when i smoked weed when i was in you know college i would take one hit and i'd be blasted you know Mm -hmm. so yeah um it's just really great to know that there are um you know communities gathering to you know help uh, bring out the love um, And help people integrate Through psychedelic yeah. uh, You know Medicine
1: Let me ask you this bro So I yeah. I, I was not raised religious Yeah um, You were raised In Judaism Yes yeah? Yeah. So I only have an outsider's Point of view Toward How religions Might stigmatize Different substances Or, or lifestyles mm-hmm. um, My whole family Is Italian Catholic Very Traditionally Italian Catholic Until my mom Who's basically a hippie yeah. And raised me In a similar manner But yeah. Uh, I know for Catholics and Christians, a lot of drug use is just drug use. Like there is not really medicine. That term isn't really used as liberally as people like us might use it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious it, what, if any, stigmas there are in Judaism. And and as you were um, <clears throat> coming up in, in your community, w- were drugs and medicines and, and practices like that ever discussed? Is there any type of psychedelic... Influence in like ancient Judaism that you know of?
0: Yes. Cool. There's a lot. So in ancient Judaism, yes, uh, psychedelics are uh, were integrated into the day-to-day experience of worshiping Jewish people. Um, I mean, it's it's really funny you say that because I, I went to a conference a couple years ago called the Jewish Psychedelic Conference or Summit. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. So it's it wild. It's really cool. I mean, um, I think uh, Rabbi Zach um, up in Berkeley started it with my friend Madison Marlin. She, she writes for Double Blind. I think that's her magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what it is, it's essentially a summit, people coming together who are rabbis and educators, but also like... Um, Historians and uh, like these are these are deep. These these people are like really deep into the uh, history of how psychedelics have been involved in Judaism. One of the things that I've uh, come to find out that was pretty trippy that I didn't know was that in the Holy of Holies, which is like in Jerusalem, where we would have the first and second temple inside the Holy of the Holies, which is like where. The, the priests would go in, the kohenim would go in, and they'd make animal sacrifices on this fire. First of all, they had a fire that never went out. It would say, H2K tell ta- 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 me that it was this fire that was ultimately always burning on the altar. And you know, I don't know if you ever go to like Sacred Music Festival where, where they would yeah, have yeah. a fire. T- yeah, yeah, yeah. T- yeah. Sacred talk, Fire. Yeah. Think about the Sacred Fire going on for years. Wow. And these priests coming in, and they're offering, uh, you know, different spices right? Mm-hmm. Uh, cedar, tobacco, cannabis, copal, like all the things, you, all the, yep. all of our community talks about, but I'm talking about like free form herbs. You know, it wasn't yet, they were really using resins, but we're talking mm-hmm. about okay. bringing these in, making offerings on the fire, praying to creator, putting it on the smoke, taking the, you know, animal sacrifices, putting them on the altar. And then what that, in the chamber, what that does is it brings the prayer up to creator and then in there, in addition, were the Levites. So Levite, the, the the root of the word Levite is the word Lev. And what is Lev? Lev means heart, like devotion. And so those were the people, and it's for some reason they all had red hair. Oh, really? And they were all musicians. Uh-huh. My mother was a, as, as a Levi, but my father was a, as a Yisrael. So it's an interesting thing. Um, I'm not technically a Levite, but I, I think that's why I became a musician, because I came from her family. Um, but what the reason I'm bringing this up is the center of the chamber was constructed with acacia wood so acacia wood grows indigenously in Judea Samaria Judea uh, aka Israel so that's the Jews are from Judea which is mm-hmm. the place where that's from and what grows what grew there was acacia wood acacia trees and the main compound in acacia wood is DMT mm. so they would burn the hallway, hotbox it with Whoa. DMT. Whoa. And then they would pray to creator. So in the holy Whoa. of holies, that the Jewish people, so the Jewish people, we always face the East. If you're in North America, if you're in India, maybe you'd face the, the West, but everyone's facing towards this temple where they say the, the prophecy is that in the time of the Moshiach, the time of, you know, the, the apocalyptic time that there will be some human, it's like this this Christian conspiracy, This not conspiracy, this Christian uh, idea as well that like, you know, they think Jesus is going to come back. Well, we're talking about this, this idea of a human being or maybe a consciousness. I think of it as a consciousness. Mm-hmm. But they say that uh, the same place where the, that those temples have been, there's going to be a creation of another temple. But in the center of that, in the center of our chamber of worship is DMT.
1: Whoa,
0: whoa. So this is something that like, yeah, yeah. most Jewish people don't even know about, but I learned about it from some archeologists that found proof of this. And would it,
1: would it happen ceremonially or would it be like kind of regular?
0: I mean, everything was ceremonious. Like the whole thing was a ceremony happening nonstop on the altar. Like I don't know. So it
1: it was somewhat nonstop. Continuous. The entire
0: chamber was, 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 they were burning acacia. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a hell of a hot box, dude. Yeah, I mean,
1: (laughs) I mean, can you imagine getting lost in the chamber? You walk through there. You're
0: like, hey, where's the bathroom? Oh, whoa.
1: Hello, God.
0: I've never had Bufo. (laughs) I've never tried Bufo. Me neither. I've never, but you know, I hear it's like for me, you know, that's, I hear it's 15 to 20, it could be 20, maybe to an hour. I don't know of how Mm -hmm. long it is. I hear it's like a rocket ship, but uh, could you imagine like your job is to go in and make offerings and somehow remember what you're there to do. Whoa. But you're on, you're, you literally have consumed rooms of DMT. The like. spirit molecule. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how these people do it.
1: That's nuts. Yeah. Um, that's wild. Uh, so growing up, um, did when did you first have an interest in like altering the way that you think? Did, did that come at an early age? Did you feel any spiritual connection to source or the universe or anything like that?
0: Um, it was mostly through Star Wars. Nice. Yeah, really? Hell yeah. I mean, being honest.
1: Dude, mine was through Harry Potter. Yeah, really? Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: All the the whole series? It was was the series. I mean,
1: Harry Potter, as as silly as it sounds, it's dead true, um, was one of the biggest creative inspirations for me as a kid because I was was always a writer. I was always a reader. I've read the whole series at least five times. Wow. Um, But it was always like such a source of what could be possible in this physical realm. Could people actually fly around? Could people actually evaporate from one place? If you really concentrate on moving your physical matter from here to East Asia, could you actually do it? Could you actually embed magic? And obviously, I mean, no, according to the laws of physics as we know them now. Mm. Uh, But it was a really cool creative spark for me and that mixed with just this sense of awe at the world that JK Rowling created, mixed with my own awe for the world. I remember being 10 years old um, and looking up at the stars. We had a a pool at my elementary school, Mm -hmm. and we had like a night swim for fifth grade graduation. And I was on this floaty looking up at the stars, and I, I floated off by myself. All the kids were playing, and their voices just drowned out. And I looked up, and I just wondered, like, holy shit, what if something else is out there lying on its back looking at our star?" And like, how amazing is this? I just, I kept having these wild, like deep questions at age 10, looking up at the stars. And then Chelsea Cook called my name and I nearly shit myself because I had a huge crush on her. But that was like, yeah, right. you know, this this moment of really questioning existence. Yeah. Um, obviously not in, in the psychedelic space just yet, but did you ever have experiences like that growing I, up?
0: I did. Uh, you know, I think my main thing was uh, going out behind the trail behind my parents' home and pretending that I was Luke Skywalker using the That's force. Cool. You know. Yeah. I was like yeah, such yeah. a Star Wars geek, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh and then also I also had this huge thing too with E. T um, even though I was like Really freaked out My my parents They bought an ET doll And I remember like I used to throw it down The laundry chute <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> Were you a little scared of it? I was a little freaked out it by e- it. it looks a little creepy dude Yeah it's like all oh, oily The fingers are always like oily But yeah. like was, like Friends I was like Why is he no, like No
1: it's like a weird old Elephant trunk penis Yeah it's, it's
0: trippy it's real It is trippy I've never seen a penis like that so Me neither Yeah I mean I swear yeah, oh, no, Imagine I what his sure. penis Would look like that <laughs> I'm curious
1: <laughs> What if he had a regular Looking penis Who knows Maybe, Maybe we could he's ask Steven Spielberg Right E.T. might be slanging it
0: He might be We don't know Yeah you pr- know? probably doesn't even have one It's like some sort of like spiritual You know his heart
1: Yeah he just touches you and you orgasm Yeah it's probably That'd be no pretty less. dope actually That'd be yeah, cool that Yeah that would be
0: cool But that's my thing is I like really loved E.T. And uh, I was also kind of freaked out by it But that's the thing as a child I had a thing for cinema Like I loved watching these movies Like Close Encounters with the Third Kind It's Usually it's like alien stuff Cool And uh, yeah, and I would always feel awe with it, but a little freaked out because I knew even though my parents said to me, they're not real, son. Mm -hmm. I knew they always were. And -hmm. guess what? There's a mothership in our fucking galaxy right now waiting to send drones in. I don't know if you saw on the news. I I didn't. What is this? I've been following that stuff a lot. I didn't see anything about a mothership. It it was on you. I mean, okay, here's the thing. It was on Uh NBC News and Yahoo like I'm talking about like real publications. What they were talking what? about this last week, you didn't see, it on, the no, didn't see it on the news. No, I didn't see. I was Pen- traveling the, a lot. Okay, last oh, week. it's okay. The Pentagon uh-huh. has said that there is a mothership. There's, there's a they big, said there's a mothership because
1: I've seen the other the, them talk about the other ones, like the orbs and the. No, I'm talking about they're saying that there's gimbals.
0: either there is a mothership or there's probably a mothership right now in our galaxy that's sending drones, little spaceships to us in the near future. That's, that's their theory. That's, no, that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying, the, saying is the happening. The Pentagon is saying that right now, which is weird because like, okay, well, I know we're going on a tangent here. Jamie, but, pull it up. Keep going. Okay. Wait, was Jamie out there pulling no, stuff? No, that's just, okay, I, I pretend I have okay. a young Jamie yeah. with Jamie, me. Jamie, pull it up. So, <laughs> so, um, when I saw this, this, I mean, I always, the reason that I was in such an awe, you know, my spiritual aspect, I found it in aliens. But then what I found out by sitting with medicine is that when we're talking about angel, angelic beings, they're the same beings. This idea that we're being visited by these messengers, it's this—it's like the same manifestation. Mm-hmm. That like in my community that I sit with medicine, we work with angelic beings and we do it in Judaism. You know, uh, to the east is Gavriel, the angel of of of, of welcoming, the angel of the south, Michael angel of like detoxification, angel of the West, Raphael, angel of healing and death, angel of the North, Uriel, angel of mystery. Like there's seven of them. That's just four of the directions. Mm -hmm. But all of those archetypes of these messengers can also be, it's the same thing as this idea that we're being visited by beings from another dimension. Like literally beings are coming to us from another galaxy or wherever they are. But... What I've come to find out from sitting with medicine is the same thing, and all the fear I was feeling was because I knew everyone was full of shit. They were all like, "It's not real," mm. but I. Who knows? We'll see what happens in the next few months.
1: You were you feel like you were tapping into the truth?
0: I feel like yeah, I was tapping into something. And as a kid, as a child, you don't understand, like right?
1: You haven't been told what's right, what's wrong,
0: and it's it's hard. You see as these, much, and you see these movies that are like so. I mean way before CGI where it looked like these little puppets ET looked like yeah. a human I mean he was wearing a human suit so uh, I'm I'm just as a child I just had a crazy imagination and my spiritual I would say my spiritual like awakening really happened from like the uh the viewing of cinema of contemporary cinema as a That's child really cool. and how it like inspired my imagination mm-hmm. and then you know you go out on hikes or you go out look up at the sky and you see some weird Things happening in the sky. Mm -hmm. Well, I got to thank Hollywood for that, but I I know I'm not the only one. Have you seen some
1: stuff? I have seen. Okay, I want to know, but first, I want to share this article. What does it say? Um, This is the Military Times uh, uh, from er earlier in March. There's a possibility that extraterrestrial motherships and smaller probes may be visiting planets in our solar system. The head of the Pentagon's Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Research Office noted in a report draft shared Tuesday, quote, an artificial interstellar object could potentially be a parent craft that releases many small probes during its close passage to Earth, an operational construct not too dissimilar from NASA, NASA missions, Hmm. says Sean Kirkpatrick. Director of the Pentagon's anomaly resolution office. Um co-authored by Abraham Loeb. I wonder if that's a relation to Ari Loeb or is that the same guy? Do you know who Avi Avi Loeb? Ari Loeb? No. He uh um he theorized that Anam Oamuamua. You remember that when that thing crossed path I forget the name. It was Oamuamua oh, or something meteor? like that. It was the yeah, the long oblong. He thought long, that was dang. a spaceship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. that's nuts, dude. That makes sense, though, if it's I, that actually makes the most sense that it would be some massive mothership that's too far away yeah. or too good at hiding for us to yeah. see sending a ton of drones out here that we can't um well it's interesting track because when a... I
0: read the article I read it on a few different things. Some say there's a potentiality and mm-hmm. some of the articles saying say it's, absolute, it's actually fact. Yeah, yeah. So but regardless that we're having this conversation, yeah. I mean that's a miracle in itself. Dude, for sure. That it's like it's permeated it's 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 excuse me it's penetrated uh our mainstream narrative that these conversations are actually happening now uh i find that just like it's almost like a, a movie in itself like a sci-fi yeah it's a trip uh trip so what
1: what have you what have you seen personally have you seen some stuff out there too? i
0: have i have what have you seen bro? all right um i got to know let me see so i have a, a two stories one story i went to school at san francisco state mm-hmm. you were UC Santa Santa Cruz Cruz for two years. Yeah, when did you graduate? Uh,
1: uh, I left Santa Cruz in 2010
0: and then I went to Santa Barbara for two years Okay, so a little older at 07
1: 07 high school or college?
0: 07 college. Okay, cool. Okay SF State, but I think it was 06 06 I'm driving home late at night to go visit my family down here Um, I'm on the five freeway. I'm driving down and all of a sudden I look over my car and there's this bright light over my car and it's matching. There's a a group of cars matching our speed and we're all going the same speed and I'm like, what is that? Is that like a, well, is that a crop duster in the night or is it a (laughs) helicopter? Like I'm not hearing any noise. So what I do is I get to the back of the cars and I go to the right and I just start slowing down and then I literally watch this orb of light beat right over the cars and it just, and then it stops in the middle of the highway. Whoa. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, Well I, I'm I, I didn't need edibles, obviously yeah. I'm driving. <laughs> yeah. You know? And I'm I'm looking at this light, I'm like, okay, well, what no joke, I see it do this, it goes whoosh, to the right side of the road. I've never first of all seen any object do something like that. Mm-hmm. And then to the left, and then just like streak in the sky, gone.
1: What? Completely gone. Did it make a sound? Was it making any type of no recognizable noises, sound? No, no noises. No noises is nothing. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. So here's the thing is like... No noises is nuts. Yeah. I'm not the kind of an individual that usually sees things. Yeah. Like that's not like my gift. Yeah. I, I have friends that see auras and all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Like I've only seen in my life spaceship, these kinds of things multiple times. Or I've been like the other time, Vision Quest uh passover i'm going there next week to be there to to help with shabbat cool so next uh i usually go every year out to the desert mojave desert i'm on a vision quest like five years ago sitting there looking up at the sky and um it's about you know maybe i don't even know what time it is because you don't have a clock but um i see these uh stars that start to just move a little bit like through moving together in like a sequence mm. and then, and then I'm like, okay, well, that's interesting. And I keep looking at them. And then they like one of the stars just goes like all the way over here and just stops. And then the other star like goes over here and stops. And I'm like, what could that be? You know, this is before drones. Yeah. And this was way far away. So I was uh, actually thinking about it and I went back to my map when I got home, I'm like, where are we? And on the other side of that range is area 51. I was on the California side. Whoa. So it could have been a government flying object, but mm-hmm. I have a good feeling. I was definitely unidentified. Yeah. You know, I am, so yeah, but I, I'm grateful, you know, I haven't been probed yet. Yeah, so me too. Thing, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I'd much rather see than feel, yeah. for sure.
0: Have you seen anything before? <sighs> yeah? no,
1: uh, no, I really wish I had. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we were in uh, Sedona uh, about a year and a half ago, two years yeah. ago, and, and did a um, night hike UFO Tour with this wacky lady, and I say wacky in the best possible sense. She was right. super nice, but sometimes people are fucking wacky. Yeah, yeah. And it was just us and her, and we had the um, uh, the night vision goggles, like the military grade goggles. Right. And she was talking nonstop about how, like, you know, there's three types of things you're gonna see up in the sky. You're gonna see satellites. You're gonna see man made vessels, and you're gonna see UFOs. And I'm not gonna say that the UFOs are alien. But I'm going to tell you right now, they're probably alien. Right. And she said, the satellites are going to move in a fixed position over the sky. Right. They have an arc. It's, it's been programmed into them to move at one speed in one line around the earth. Uh, anything man-made is going to have a three-pattern flash for lights, or if it's military, two-pattern flash, or whatever the pattern is. Uh, but she explained that. And then she said, if you see anything that's moving, and then it starts moving faster, Or it's moving and it starts moving slower or it's moving one way and then it changes directions or if it's moving and then it moves away so you stop seeing it that's probably a ufo on the interstellar highway coming in or out of a local portal above our area because sedona you probably know about the portals of sedona the energy of sedona yes um so she said that there is an intergalactic highway with portals up above us And so I looked up, uh, For we were there for like two hours and and I looked up and I saw, for sure saw satellites, for sure saw a couple of planes and also for sure saw some things that kind of moved weird. Right. And it wasn't anything crazy. Um, It was like one thing would move and then it looked like it would move even faster and then it would disappear. Wow. And she was like, you saw one, that's one. And I, I mean, I guess for sure. I would rather see something that would make me shit my pants. Right. I really, really would, but that felt like just a bare taste of what's out there. And and uh, this woman was was funny too. She w- kept talking about how she's interacted with aliens. She's been abducted multiple times. And oh my god, who am I to disbelieve someone? I mean, I might as well. It's more fun to believe, you know. I don't need proof. I'll just believe you. Why not? And uh, and so, but then I said, I said, hey, like, how do you feel about people's reaction to the things that are coming out? Like, don't you think that people should be a little more interested in this stuff? And she got, like, kind of defensive. She was like, well, uh, there's actually a lot out there right now, and it's just up to people to believe, you know? The truth <laughs> is out there, you know? It's just up to people. And I was like, okay, relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, UFOs and aliens. That's, like, a top interest for me.
0: Oh, so you like it? Personally, so yeah. On the, Have you spoken about aliens yet on this podcast? Not a lot. Right, well, no, no. Psychedelic and aliens. Psy- it goes hand in hand. It does. You know? Could you imagine, like... What are they eating out there?
1: Dude, some psychedelic alien dust? Exactly. That'd be incredible. Exactly. You like, know? if we're drinking
0: ayahuasca, what are they drinking? What are they drinking? Wow. Wild. They're right.
1: drinking, like, Jupiter juice and creating other universes.
0: And here's the crazy thing, because they're way more advanced than us uh-huh. if they're visiting us. Right. So their medicine must be really strong. Yeah. Dude. Yeah.
1: Microdosing on some some alien... I think that's
0: that's this is this will be the next (laughs) new frontier of psychedelic medicine is alien medicine is
1: when the aliens show up and we start trading. Wow, that'll be wild because they will probably be into ayahuasca. They'll probably think it's a little like okay, yeah, relax. You guys have your little spirit molecule, cool. Cool. Have you ever been God? Yeah, and then we'll experience what that's like.
0: Yeah, um, we should get maps to be involved. Part of that, uh, dude. Yeah, I'll hit up Rick. Research Rick Dolan. Tell him. Yeah, I saw him on this podcast. He's,
1: I love He's a man. Guy. He's great. Yeah, he's got a whole hell of a lot of knowledge yeah. in that head of his.
0: And then make sure Paul Stamets just steps in, and you know they trade yeah. rooms. Yeah, there's got to be. Fun I mean, Paul
1: probably knows he, the guy. If anybody's right. gonna know aliens, it's gonna be Paul. Right, right, right. Because he probably communicates with them through the mycelium or whatever network. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Paul. Stamets walks around the forest and he sees a mushroom and he touches it and he can like talk to somebody in Eastern Europe Totally, for sure. Totally. <laughs> I love Paul. Um, so cool. So I want to, I want to go back to uh, we'll talk about more alien stuff for sure. But I'm, I'm curious. You said you first started getting involved in this ayahuasca community in 2021. Um, that is post little Dicky experience. Uh, and then leading up to that first ayahuasca session that you had, that mm. first ceremony that you had, um, had you been an avid psychedelic user? What, what was your experience mm. leading up to that?
0: Yeah. So uh, I smoked weed once in high school. Uh, first time. Shame on you. Out of an apple. Mm-hmm. And uh, a friend of mine, it wasn't even weed, it was keef.
1: Oh, is that like? there's was like scraps st- straight
0: or? crystal. Oh! oh, Not crystal like meth. I've never done that. No, no. (laughs) But it's straight like cannabis crystal. Okay, just like pout All the stuff that falls at the bottom of the bag, like all the good stuff. The good stuff. Smoking that. Yeah. And I like remember at sixteen, being with my friend and seeing my friend, but then like right above him, like a panoramic view of him as a cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. And like it not going away for like a week. Whoa. And like having to interface with my family. Whoa. Um, So, so then, you know, in college, you know, there's in San Francisco, cannabis was a big deal and being in a, in a fraternity, a Jewish fraternity, they, they enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, they all loved their big bongs and I could, I take one hit of weed and I'm high as hell. So Mm -hmm. weed was really my thing. It kind of makes me, I feel like it's just a little too strong and even the stuff nowadays. Yeah. But. Um, you know, I've played around with a few different things. Uh, you know, I've tried, uh, you know, different, you know, many of the different uh, mm-hmm. medicines out there, um, had some really great experiences. Um, but most of the time, uh, I I got to this moment where um, I was with, I never really wanted to do anything that was more intense than cannabis mm-hmm. until um, I was dating somebody who she said, you know, I'd love to, to, to have to, to try some some uh, psilocybin with you um i'd love for you to we're gonna go with my mother and my brother and we're gonna we're gonna go spend time so wow. the first time I, I i um shrooms i was with uh, my friend's mother and we ended up uh walking through the berkeley hills like my ex-partner and her brother were like laying down like just like looking up at the beautiful eucalyptus and i was with her mom as it started hitting us both and remember like she was like I feel like I'm in a tube of toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like yeah and I literally felt like I was swimming in the toothpaste of the world. You know, and looking yeah. at the trees and like, they have these they have these uh, eucalyptus that that mm-hmm. are that are already psychedelic. They're m- many colors when you look at the bark. They're yeah. actual, but seeing the, the trees breathe like <sighs> And I remember just sitting there like thinking to myself like, wow, like why, why have I been so f- fearful of, of, of having this experience, you know? And it was a beautiful experience to be able to be with my, with my partner's mother and then, you know, to have a conversation with my partner and like really process, uh, we had some, you know, dynamics in our communication where I was able to like, it really opened up a portal of like total vul- vulnerability Wow, where I didn't have to be afraid of like hiding how I actually felt about her. And Mm -hmm. that was like the first time I think in any relationship where I felt safe enough that I could just be totally authentic. And I think that's what psychedelics have done for me Mm -hmm. for my music. Um, And then uh, after that, I I started sitting in with the community for many years um, and um, they are uh, uh, a community that's a native American church. So they're um, a part of a network where their le- legal sacrament is drinking uh, San Pedro or Huachuma. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I sat with them for many years working with grandfather medicine before um, grandmother, which is ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. And um, that medicine was a big heart opener, but also like uh, I would say, you know, it, it still bring, brings up for me, what these medicines have done is they, they bring up aspects of myself that need to be looked at. So therefore I can like shine compassion on it. Mm. And anytime that my mind usually like even with San Pedro or Peyote, anytime that my mind is like gets judgmental, it will it will amplify my judgment. But if I work with the medicine and pray with the medicine and say, like, please medicine, be tender, or please medicine, help me, the medicine will amplify that. And it's what it showed me to do is if I'm able to be intentional about the way i think about the world and the way i speak about the world and what i create that the medicine will amplify that however if i choose to focus on you know it's the same that abraham hicks would t- speaks about right this idea that if you speak about the law of attraction you're going to manifest that so um, that's what the medicine has done and and when i have sat in these ceremonies um what i really enjoy about working with working and praying with these medicines is it's a way to to get deeper into my prayer um i i've had a, a a deep relationship with with prayer when i was i used to be a hasidic when i lived in jerusalem so i've had that practice for a very long time but then when you also work with a being like huachuma um cactus and you look at that beautiful glass of medicine and you look into it and you say hello and and say, hey, medicine, like, please help me. Please help me. Please, like, I'm so grateful for my life, and, you know, I'm struggling with depression, and I'm struggling with, you know, thinking that nobody, like, I I, I want a partner, or, you know, nobody understands me. I feel misunderstood, and, like, help me, like, love myself better. Please, medicine, please. When you really pray, this medicine is going to bring you that. And Mm. that's really what medicine has shown me in my life is that, um, even without the medicine by asking for help, there's something magical in that. Like creator is going to help you if you believe in creator. Mm -hmm. Not everybody believes in creator, but when we can ask for support, these medicines amplify the, the word for it to manifest into reality.
1: And is, is that a lesson that you take in the integration period after the experience like how how do you how do you take that experience and then integrate it into your life, on a consistent basis post medicine experience?
0: Yeah, so honestly, that's like the biggest thing is yeah. inter- obviously integration and um, you know I'm actually I'm taking a pretty significant break right now because I um, you know we sit in these set these ceremonies and like your whole life has changed, like. At least that's my experience, so we have to, we need time to live and to allow that, that experience to settle. Uh, and so for me, what that looks like is, uh, you know, I try to wake up, you know, I wake up every day. God willing, I'm I'm still here. Um, try to meditate, you know, put on this great app. It's called insight timer. I don't know if anyone's seen it. It's awesome. You could listen to the sound of the river for 15 minutes and just close your eyes. You know, um, I do the, um, the artist's way, where I'll open up and I'll do like three pages of of, of free writing just to get my thoughts and my heart on a page, and I'm and then I dive in. I rap to fill in, which is um, it's a Jewish prayer practice, and I pr- sing and I chant and I move my body. Cool. Uh, and then I get to work. You know, on a good day, uh, maybe one of maybe on on one of those days I won't be able to do any of that. I'm gonna have a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing for integration that I found in my life is getting outside you know, getting outside, moving your body, being with the na- natural elements of the earth mm-hmm. and just listening, you know? Um, and I have found that like, sometimes you could sit in a ceremony and then feel maybe your, your prayer that you asked for hasn't been answered, but I find that in the moving of your body and being outside that like, uh, the right answer will show up that Clarity will be uh, manifest. But we just have to give ourselves time. Um, And I think that's like the biggest part. And like one of the the hardest issues about the psychedelia movement is that I see just so many people, and I'm not trying to have judgment around it, but people sit in ceremony after ceremony after ceremony. And it's like, okay, well, that's great. And you're going to get the healing that you're going to get. But if we're not, Taking that experience and constantly journaling about it, and having mm. inquiry without medicine in our body, right? Then what is the point?
1: Taking the things that you experienced during the ceremony yeah. itself, yeah, and constantly reflecting on them in your day to day life,
0: hundred percent reflecting, and 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 doing whatever it is that whatever those pr- practices are that allow you to do that. Right. Everybody's different, right? right. And sitting with medicine isn't for everybody. Mm -hmm. I don't think that everyone should. I think it's like finding if, if when it comes to medicine, I find in in my life is that when I was ready, I was ready. And it wasn't about finding the right teacher. My right teacher isn't your right teacher, Mm -hmm. but it's about you using your intuition and being like, yes. So if you're like a human being who's on the edge and you're feeling like, Hey, like, I just I don't feel like I'm a yes. Then don't fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Like please do yourself a favor because there's probably a reason. There's a lot of practitioners out there that aren't doing it with clear intention. There's light magic and there's dark magic. Right. You're in Harry Potter. Yeah. There was an evil wizard mm-hmm. and there was a wizard of light. There was the shadow world
1: of magic and there was the light world. Right. Yeah.
0: So we got to be really careful with who we're sitting with and really like pay attention to if we're not in resonance. I know you like that that mm-hmm. funny word. If we're not in resonance, then it's not for you. Yeah. Find something else. Yeah,
1: totally. I love that, dude. In, in these um, ceremonies that you did, both with grandfather medicine and grandmother medicine, mm. did you typically always have a very specific intention going into ceremony? Or did you ever say, my intention is actually not to have an intention? What was kind of the ratio there and the different approaches that you had Going into those ceremonies.
0: Yeah, well, uh, gratefully, the the communities I've been a part of, they always like, they they put a lot of priority on the intention of it. Mm -hmm. uh, And they really do ask you to show up with a question. Um, And yes, I usually have shown up with a question. There's been a couple of ceremonies where I'm just like, give me my healing, please help me. Um, But usually what has happened at the end of one of those ceremonies is I got exactly the opposite of what I asked for. The medicine didn't actually give me an instant healing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't think there ever will be this idea that like medicine will heal you, but medicine will help you remember that you heal yourself.
1: Mm. Yeah, I like that.
0: You know, I mean, I, I I don't know. I mean, I think that's what these medicines are here to do. They're here to re- help us remember.
1: Yeah, that. I mean, you, you hear stories of people... Doing an ayahuasca ceremony and then uh, never smoking cigarettes again or never drinking alcohol again. Yeah, the catalyst might have been the ceremony, but it still takes the individual day-to-day work to make sure that 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 intention is being satisfied, being met. So uh, music-wise, what's what's new with you in music? Because your tracks are dope. You make really beautiful soul like expanding music with uh, beautiful messages, lyrics. Your voice is awesome. Mm. Um, I'm curious what you're working on now and, and what, you know, how your creativity has been enhanced or influenced by psychedelics.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for listening. That's great. Yeah. Uh, I'd be also just, I'm interested in, you know, how it made you feel. Um, so I was listening, yeah. I listened to
1: four or five tracks okay. on the way here. Yeah. Um, and I, after we met, I listened yeah. to a couple as well, but, yeah. uh, it, it was just, it was very like, like I want to, yeah, I, I felt a similar sensation to when you walk outside and light hits your skin, sunlight hits your skin and it's just like warm, kind of lofty, didn't this, burn this you, feeling didn't you? no burns. Okay. Not okay. this time. I don't think I was listening long enough. Otherwise, I'd right. walk away with some third degrees. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just, it yeah. was very, it's uplifting. It's yeah. positive. Nice. It's, Thank you. it, your lyrics were really unifying on, on yeah. one of those tracks. Um,
0: you know, it's interesting. I sometimes listen to my lyrics. And I'm like, I can't believe I even said that. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the time in my life, like, uh, you know, my song like Rise or We Are Safe. Yeah. Like I wrote yep. it when I was not feeling safe. Mm. I wrote that song when I was like feeling completely hopeless and that like the world was ending. Cause it was like during 20, it was 2020 when like we found out about the pandemic oh, wow. and okay. I had this whole big tour planned and all these things. And then I wrote this song cause I, this message came through that like, yeah, like we're going to, we're going to get out of here, you know? And, um, you know, these songs, they come to me as like a, I would say like a channeling. It just feels like, um, and the use of psychedelics, I mean, the of, of working with medicine has helped me learn how to um, open up my channel more, if that makes sense. Sure. So, like, um, the community that I sit with, um, with grandmother, were also a mediumship school. Medium? Mediumship. What is mediumship? Mediumship is the idea of opening up your vessel and allowing a spirit to come through mm. your body. Same thing that like okay. talk like maybe in if you're a Christian, you know, they talk about the idea of the Holy Spirit coming through you. Mm-hmm. Um or if you um you know, you're you're uh, a musician or and you're feeling like or or an actor or a comedian, mm-hmm. you're you're basically a medium yeah, for yeah, these yeah. characters. Yeah, you're a conduit. You're a conduit. Yeah, they're coming through you. Mm -hmm. There's some sort of message that that you open up to, and you you become this other character. Have you read Rick Rubin's new book? I have it on my desk, but I I haven't. No, I I haven't read it yet. It's fantastic, and he talks
1: about that. You know how you you receive a download from some ether, and it's up to you to shape and mold it into what it becomes. But that you're an antenna. That's so so.
0: that's exact. So that's that's awesome. I love Rick. Yeah, my teacher was his like student. So oh cool. Um, I learned kind of like Rick's method for like meditation and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I love about what Rick says and kind of like what this community says is, um, you know, when we consume these medicines and we pray in these certain ways, if we're a musician or artist, like for me, I play music. And so therefore, like, I'm being gifted these songs. So like, We Are Safe, Rise, you know, any of the songs that you might've heard on my Spotify, to me feel like they were songs that were gifted to me. Mm. And then what I, what I do is I like throw a Pokemon ball and I catch it and I'm like, Oh, that's Pikachu. That, yeah. You know, that's, that's that Pokemon, but it's like something that has come through me that it's I like, I don't actually feel like I write some of these. When, so when I'm playing live years later, there's certain lines that when I sing them now, I understand what it means. Mm hmm finally years later Mm -hmm. and that's like it's almost like the jigsaw puzzles like working within me if that makes sense like I've been given this this jigsaw puzzle here's the song and I write it and I record it and I play it and sometimes I'm like what the fuck am I even talking about and years later during some show in the middle of Tucson Arizona I'm like oh that's what that means Mm -hmm. so yeah the use of the working with psychedelics I feel like what it does for me is it opens up my channel so I can receive more codes totally. that I can share with yes. people and then learn about it through my own life experiences. Yeah. Um. And so as far as my music, um, newer music, I've been writing a lot of um, reggae music. So I actually have a song coming out on April 14th with a, a, a producer and co-writer. His name is Cass. His name is Cass Haley. Uh, he's a, he was on like America's Got Talent. He won a Lincoln car commercial thing. He's, you know, toured with Trevor Hall and Mike Love and Fortunate Youth. and Cool. Um, so we, were, I'm going on tour with him next month. Amazing. We got Amazing. a new song coming out. It's the song that you yeah, heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Yeah. Uh, Heartbreak in Paradise. And then uh, this other song called Optimistic. It's all about medicine. It's all about mediumship. And it's about living like a mystic who's a positive mystic. And, uh, so I have a lot of new reggae coming out and then also I'm working on, um, actually Hebrew chant record. No way. Like going even deeper into my Jewish music. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's going to be like a world fusion reggae, Hebrew, Aramaic record, like all Hebrew, all Aramaic. That's really cool. Yeah. So that's, you know, I sat in a grandma ceremony, like, I don't know six months ago or something like that. And the ceremony was specifically an interfaith. It was a peace ceremony between Jews and Muslims. And I led Shabbat, like Shabbat prayers during the ayahuasca community experience on Friday night. Whoa. And what happened was like, you know, they had the Muslim call of prayer. Like it's, it's so incredible to be with the medicine and hear, uh, like Muslim call of prayer. Cause when I was living in Jerusalem, I had a whole other connection to being there, you know, yeah. it was kind of like, kind of gave me the willies a bit because all the propaganda that I had when I was sure. like, living a very religious lifestyle. But coming out of that, and and uh, you know, being with the medicine, and then like sitting at the altar and looking across the way from a one of my Muslim brothers, and me singing Hebrew and him being moved by that, and then like him singing this song, and then being like, wow, like Hebrew sounds like sounds like Arabic b- backwards, mm. like they literally like. Shalom alechem, Salam alaikum. Like, mm. we're, we're basically singing very similar words and similar intentions. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like medicine, what the medicine is doing is it's amplifying me allowing to find new messaging and allowing me to surrender into my path of, of a musician. Yeah. And there's really nothing like it. Like, playing music when you are working with medicine, I... I it's, it's it's beyond Yeah it's beyond. Is
1: there any Are there any um, Types of medicines That you Or which Which specific medicines Do you use More often For With creative intentions Because I, w- I would Just assume And I might be wrong That Sitting in a ceremony is, is maybe less Frequent Than You know For me I'll just give you an example Is yeah. I, I Microdose psilocybin mm-hmm. um, Often I'm on a protocol I do A couple oh. times a week And then for a month or two, and then a month off. Do you to, actually to feel
0: it on a daily basis?
1: When I microdose, I feel a very subtle. Um, it my brain moves different. It pulses different. I feel like the neurons are firing just slightly differently. I'm not looking around, seeing the trees really breathe as much as if I took you know a gram or more. Um, but at the microdose level that I do, I I just approach creative objectives differently mm. i approach creative objectives with a little bit more of uh, my heart is a little bit more open mm. to what else could this be right. or i'm feeling a little more silly on right. it honestly right. Right. a yeah. lot of the times i'm yeah. feeling sillier right uh, or even microdosing lsd um, oh, wow. which is not as often yeah. as i do psilocybin but right. a, a fair handful of times in the past year mm-hmm. has actually given me some of the funniest like coolest yeah. ideas yeah. or even like additions to ideas or, um, like I take a a script idea and I turn a character this way instead, or I turn the narrative this way and, oh my God, I love it. And then the next day I don't microdose at all. So now I can integrate everything that I was thinking with a very straightly sober mentality, but I feel where I was going in that moment. Um, and so I'm curious if, uh, if what medicines you have felt more creatively inspired by And in what types of settings And, and maybe it is yeah. the ceremonies Maybe it's other
0: Well in like the The grandmother ceremonies that I've sat in The medicine man I'm like the only live musician Because he plays everything on a speaker Like really intentional playlist Cool And then he'll be I'll have my guitar and be like Mikey I want you to sing a song About the freedom I'm saying that Because he was Israeli Yeah uh, And then I Go into the circle And I bring something through that I've never seen before. And it just come and I'm, it's so easy because that's, I guess the gift. Um, I'm waiting honestly on like a whole record from him to send me like, wow, literally does like over dozens of ceremonies of music cool. that I've never seen before. So I would say grandmother, mm-hmm. but it's not recreational. No, no. no. So at all, uh, thank God. Yeah, the world would be. I mean, we it would be a messed up place. It, it, it would be a messed up place. Yeah, yeah but yeah. let me say, uh, you know, I um, it's funny I, when I when I met Aubrey when I was when I was in Austin on his show. He he gave me Alpha Brain. Yeah, it's uh, this nootropic stuff mm-hmm. actually makes a big difference. For it me. does. I like it. I really like Alpha yeah, Brain. Yeah. So uh, I would say that has been really helpful for creativity. And then also once in a while, once in a while, smoke a. Uh, you know a vape Like a hit of weed Oh cool And I Blast off Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, You're pretty sensitive to it huh Very sensitive Especially this cool. new shit That they're smoking Shit strong dude
1: I can only smoke If I'm gonna sit down And watch a movie I don't smoke around other people You'll never see me smoke At a festival Or a party Yeah It's only here And then movie
0: You ever tried freestyling though With just a little bit of weed Like no. freestyle rapping No so, but that would so be much, fun So much fun I would do that with you Okay let's do it sometime. Okay cool Yeah okay. that'd be rad
1: Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. The, uh, uh, psychedelics for creativity is, I mean, that's my biggest focus as of now. And, and, you know, everybody's experiences with psychedelics evolve. And, uh, in this current chapter, it's been, um, it's been, how can I expand my creative mind to allow more to come in and, put more out and right. sometimes i'll put on a wig and i'll just improvise in the mirror really you know, i'll get real so sil- oh yeah dude if you were here on a day-to-day basis you think <laughs> i had problems which i probably do yeah but they're good problems, problems you know good what problems. i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. um so yeah the the psilocybin has been a huge influence for me for the past couple of years and yeah. that's that's the medicine i've been most connected to um so that's cool. Yeah, That's awesome, dude. What else is going on for you music-wise outside of the psychedelic space? So you, you got the album or the, the
0: track coming out. Yeah, so I got a track coming out on the 14th of April. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one in May. I'm going to be heading um, on the road this weekend to uh, perform in San Diego at Trilogy. Cool. Uh, with this other artist. through She does stuff with High Vibe, Sierra Marin. She's an amazing looping artist. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, I got a. It's called the Optimistic Tour. Mm-hmm. So uh, after that, I'm headed out for three dates with Cass Haley in April. We got um, well next week Passover in the desert. Then uh, the high vibe pre party here on the 23rd at Mystic Manor. Oh, awesome! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna yeah, with, Brandon with Marillo and Brandon. Marillo, uh, that's my
1: guy. He made a couple tracks for me that I play live. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh man, dude, yeah, he's awesome. He is so good. Uh, and then Cass Haley, uh, Front Range Tour in Colorado. So we're playing a Boulder. Uh, Greeley and Pueblo, uh, April 28, 29, 30. Then uh, I'm headed over to High Vibe Fest, where I'll be with you. Yep. Uh, that'll be fun. You know, Quantumus and all the good stuff. Uh, and then I'm doing Harbin, the post part, the after party for High Vibe. Yeah, yeah. So if yeah. you're all... At like, the Hot Spring, yeah. Yeah, we'll come to the Hot Spring and, yeah, and yeah. soak. And then uh, same thing, a soak party with Mario Stark coming up. So yeah, that's what's going on there. And then, you know, I launched this record label, called beautiful way records which is an imprint of equanimous or in ornate's uh record label so uh yeah we just released a brand new track with maria stark on friday cool called keep the light on and if y'all don't know her check her out she's um she's in a, a band called starling arrow with uh rising appalachia and aila nario and tina malia it's like it's like a best of You know, uh, female groups So Amazing I'm just spending a lot of my time Just like supporting other artists as well And just trying to like bring up The genre of devotional artists To give them more exposure So Amazing Yeah, yeah, yeah Super cool dude
1: That's awesome Uh, As we near the end here I have a couple of fun questions That I'd I'd love to wrap it up with Let's do it All right. so I want to start with um, You know For me I remember the first time I did LSD Was with Our homie Nate Alright. And it was a lot. And it was in the best way. Was it a hit? It was a full tap.
0: Wow. It's a first lot. First time. That's yeah. a lot. It
1: was a lot. It was really fun. Yeah. It was a lot. And I remember laughing harder than I've ever laughed in my entire life. Like yeah. everything was hilarious. Do you have a moment or a story where you were interacting with a psychedelic substance and it was just silly or you thought you applied a metaphor to something that was just so wildly insane or just like do you have what's what's like a really happy maybe trippy crazy moment that you've had because we've we've covered a lot of very heartfelt amazingly growth and, and evolutionary um energies that you've experienced with different medicines
0: So you want something a little more, I'm uh, curious. Yeah. 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 Do you have any, what, what's,
1: what's an experience for you? That's been, that just like made you laugh your ass off or, um, you know, really been like a silly, almost cliche (laughs) if there has been one. And if not, I have a tab of acid in my closet that we can do. Oh, that's great. (laughs)
0: Um, I think it was like the first time it was like one of the first times I tried acid, uh, I was at a party at my friend. Uh, it was his like 40th birthday, and there were 70 of us. At all, had it hit all 70?
1: Yeah. What?
0: Yeah, it was. For, it was actually. Whoa! They said the batch was from Terence McKenna. Uh, it was like really strong stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was I? It was so funny because as it started hitting, I there was a pool in the backyard, and I was like. It's just getting so fucking hot. Like I'm, I'm melting. I'm melting. ah. And I just started taking off my clothes, and I just like jumped in the pool, and I was just like, just I was like, felt like I was sweating while I was in the pool. And I just remember, just like just like pretending like I was a dolphin jumping (laughs) through the water, and then everyone started jumping in. It was like it was like that moment. Seven dolphins. it was like that moment in uh Almost Famous, you know, where it's like oh, I'm yeah, a golden yeah. god. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it makes sense he wanted to jump into the freaking pool. Everybody was jumping in the pool and I was just like, we were all laughing, having the time of our life. Uh-huh. Cause it was like, yeah, like, wow, we're all having we we all had a hit of acid. We feel like we're frying brains and we're and no wonder everyone wants to get in the water. That's So hilarious. I remember for me that was hilarious. That's really funny. Um yeah, that was yeah. one of those moments. Yeah. That's
1: awesome. Right on. Okay. If um I'm gonna name uh a couple different medicines, and I would love to hear what type of music or which artist, or a handful, uh, that you would listen to while experiencing this medicine or you would recommend while experiencing. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Uh, we'll start with marijuana. How about weed, if you're high?
0: Um, bony Vare. Cool.
1: Ooh, that's a good one. I don't think anybody's said that one yet. Yeah, that's yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, MDMA. MDMA. What do you love hearing When you're on MDMA It might change from time to time I know Depending on the setting Etc But
0: Oh man I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say Aquanimous Oh cool Yeah 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 yeah. 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 That well, makes I, sense I mean, Molly Molly Yeah yeah. yeah Cause yeah. I've never tried ecstasy But definitely uh, Yeah Cause there's ecstasy a difference. is different There's a big difference Yeah Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I would say Aquanimous Awesome yeah, It's just like yeah. bliss out yeah.
1: yeah Ecstasy would be like You know are we going to a rave? What's, what's yeah, happening? Yeah, yeah. That it's, would be that's like... That's not for me. I don't know yeah. what that would be. Stay away from pressed pills. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: psilocybin, mushrooms. Oh. Um, Yaima? Yaima. Do you know Yaima? I don't know
1: Yaima. Check them out. What type of music is Yaima?
0: Yaima is... Um, we've done a few shows together over the years. They're like elf music. Whoa. Like say no more. Like Elf like <laughs> Elf Electronic. When you listen what? Yeah, when you listen to them, like they're amazing. They're okay. incredible. They're from Seattle. Yeah. Proud Pepper and Maz Like That's the it literally, artist names? Yeah, the two names. Like it, when you listen to her sing and and it's really sensual. It's like Elf orgy music. What? Because the, the crowd, they they all get into it. It's a very sensual experience. So how go, do you spell Yama? Go to a Yaima show. I absolutely will go to what? a Yaima show. <laughs> Y-A-I-M-A. Yama. Okay.
1: Y'all heard it there. I'll see you there with no pants. All, All right. right. Let's go. Um, LSD. LSD. LSD is a tough one because it's waves. It moves
0: in waves. Yeah. Um, whatever it is, it needs to be really calm Mm. um i've never done this but i'm i'm curious what Mannheim steamroller would be like
1: Mannheim steamroller
0: yeah it's from like the 80s like synth whoa but i'm not sure that's a good one that could 80s synth music that, that could be cool or like i would be really interested in you know listening to um Yeah, that or you know, I w- I might be even be into like going to see fish. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a huge yeah. fish fan. Are you a Grateful Dead fan? Uh, they were one of my first shows I went to as a kid. Okay, I was kind of bored at the honest. Dead. Well, yeah, because yeah. I, I was like, well, you were 12 kid. years old. And yeah, sure. It smelled like weed, and I was like, yeah. what the hell are these yeah. things doing? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the uh, yeah LSD with yeah that that might be good. Cool. Yeah,
1: Mannheim Steamroller. All right, I'm, yeah, I'm check, gonna, check I'm gonna out. note that down. All right. Um, Lastly, uh, in a a grandmother ayahuasca ceremony.
0: Yeah. um, Grandmother ayahuasca, um, Gwai Roach. Gwai Roach. G W A I R O C H. It's this woman out of Sweden. Okay. And she sings like, kind of like. I know that Nate was talking about like light, like light language. She sings like light language. Whoa. And um, it's really trippy stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in in these ceremonies, we call them Ekaros, which are these like out of South America, these specific indigenous prayers that indigenous people are singing that like are playing with the energies in the room and listening to her. Like you're totally getting impacted by that. So Mm. it's really cool. You know, either Guayroch or I would even say, you know, um, you know. Wow, I'm just—it's so crazy that like I love music. Mm-hmm. Let me think here.
1: But I did put you on the spot. I know I mean, okay. <laughs> ayahuasca.
0: I think it would be really cool to listen to um, Perungi.
1: I was just gonna ask if yeah. Perungi would be. On your lists. Well,
0: he is just because I've yeah. had many experiences, but like I'm talking about Perangi without the remixing, just when yeah, he's yeah, playing yeah. his flutes Straight, and whatnot. Yeah, but like with yeah. the Shakapas and whatnot. Dude,
1: that night Nate and I yeah. um, did LSD, we stumbled on Perangi. I don't know if either oh. of us knew who he was prior to that night. We totally stumbled on him. And it was just 60 people lying down and this dude playing a flute, and there was somebody with a harp and then somebody else with a little tongue drum. And I was like, "What the fuck? Are those even instruments? What's happening here?" Yeah. And as soon as we got close enough to hear, we were in for like two hours. Wow. It was beautiful. It yeah. Was he's amazing.
0: he's one of the most talented musicians. And yeah. You know, and he and at the same time, you know, he grew up in Brazil, knowing the indigenous ways, and yeah. you know, he's one of the most authentic people out there as a human. But in the way of what he's up to, like he's what what he's actually doing is medicine ceremony yeah. without medicine. Yeah. So. Yeah. I just got a lot of respect for that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Big
1: fan. Um, Okay. Lastly, just to get slightly political as we get on out of here. um, The indictment. (laughs) The indictment. What do you think? (laughs) Who did you vote for? Um, Let's go there. If uh, you had the power to pass an executive order saying that any presidential candidate would be required to have some type of psychedelic medicine experience in order to run for office. What would that experience look like? What medicines do you think presidential hopeful? Cuz to me,
0: all these motherfuckers
1: need something. It might be different shit. They already,
0: they probably already have been. I don't know. But dude. there's but we're talking about light magic and dark magic, right? Mhm. So don't be so sure that they haven't with the way
1: some of them act I'm serious
0: Okay Like come on You don't think that Trump Has had some sort of Psychedelic experiences Maybe guided by someone With maybe some I don't know I mean The guy's like Basically like a sacred clown He is In society Like he's yeah. here To piss people off That's a medicine in itself <laughs> Okay You know what I mean Sure, but sure. You're, okay. asking, you're asking okay. what, would the, what would the process okay. look like But yeah, yeah I think the whole world Would do great If everyone took psychedelics But yeah I don't know. I mean, I think it would be kind of fun to...
1: To lead a country. Because when you're in a position where you're at the head of the free world, 330 million people are are in your um, protection, under your law, under your final word. Yeah. That's massive.
0: I think that it should be up to their choice okay, what it is. Uh, And then hopefully they're with their family. (laughs) They're with their Mm -hmm. parents. If they're still alive, they're with their children. And it's a... um, a conversation like they, they go on their own experiences where they, they have the medicine and maybe they work with a facilitator and then about like after they've integrated they sit with their family. Yeah. And they just sit in the same room and maybe not have a conversation but just be together. Mm-hmm. Um it's amazing the power of the proximity of people we love in those spaces. I yeah. would just be really interested to see, you know, like <laughs> I think the reason we have leaders out there in the world that are causing so much violence is because they have had experienced violence in family settings Mm. and it hasn't been healed. And so if what would happen if Kim Jong-un or Putin Mm -hmm. were to get in a room with his family on Iboga or after, and then they go through this experience and they were able to heal up some of that shit and then go serve. And that way he's, if, if, no one i don't think anyone the right in the right mind would ever want to ever be a part of any sort of violence or war when you are faced with your biggest fears and anxieties and they come to the surface and you're forced to look at them and heal them like there's no way a person like putin or trump or netanyahu or you know any leader who maybe has Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say specifically Netanyahu. I would talk about Kim Jong-un. But any leader who is actively trying to, you know, wipe a whole other people off the face of the earth. Like Putin's trying to wipe off the Ukrainian people. And he's, I don't think the guy's interested in peaceful solution. I think the guy is triggered and he's got a lot of trauma and and he needs to work on it. I just imagine that if he were to sit in his family container and work on himself, that he wouldn't be, I think there wouldn't be a war anymore, mm-hmm. personally. Yeah. I mean, I used to think back in the day when I did Landmark Forum, I was like, because I was like way to gung-ho into Landmark. I was like, we got to get the whole world to do Landmark Forum. Imagine what that would be like. Yeah, that would be amazing. But like, if everyone in this world, it was mandatory, like in Israel, it's mandatory to go to the army. And that's, and that's you know, how to protect yourself mm-hmm. here if everyone were to sit with psychedelics in the world, I don't think that we would have war anymore. Yeah. And I think that's actually what the aliens are waiting for. They're waiting for all of us to have psychedelics. And then I think aliens will actually show up as so, soon
1: as our consciousness yeah, evolves. That's what's going to happen. I think Putin needs to listen to your music, bro. All right, let's that's do a, it. That's step one. I'm going to go do a concert. For Putin. <laughs> Where can people find
0: you online, bro? Uh, check out. My website, MikeyPauker.com. That's It's M um, I K E Y P A U uh, K E R. Also go to beautiful way records. Um, and yeah, I'm on Spotify. I'm on all that stuff, you know, Instagram, follow me. And you know, if anything you want to reach out, I'm pretty accessible. So reach out, email me. And thanks so much for having me on your show. Bro, big, thanks for being big down fan. I'm a big Hell fan yeah. of you. I love you, dog. I love Hell you yeah. too.
1: See you, everybody. And that's the show. Thank y'all for taking this trip with us. Check out Mikey's music, Mikey Parker on Spotify, uh, Instagram, last name P-A-U-K-E-R. I have a lot of live shows coming up. I'm shooting my live debut stand-up comedy special in San Diego, May 19th through 20th. I'm also doing the Irvine Improv, if you're listening to this, on the day it releases April 10th. The improv show in Irvine, California is in three days, April 13th. Uh, followed by an L.A. show on the 21st, UC Santa Barbara on the 22nd. And then in May, I'm out at High Vibe Fest on Sunday, May 7th, Pasadena Ice House on May 12th, I believe that's a Friday, and uh, the huge shows out in San Diego, May 19th through 20th. All tickets and infos at brentpella.com slash shows. And keep up with the Good Trip podcast everywhere because I'm going to be putting out clips every week uh, until the end of time, honestly. And this trip is going to last forever. It's a good one. And I can't wait for season two. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Go have a beautiful day and drink more water because you're probably dehydrated. Peace.